Hello, Saints. Welcome to the Be Well MU podcast, a podcast for Marymount University students. Led by wellness ambassadors and health and well-being staff, we discuss important health and wellness topics with a new guest every Wednesday. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is YY Yeljep, and I'm the case manager in the Office of Wellness. I'll be bringing you fast facts in each episode moving forward. According to the Interfaith Diversity Experiences and Attitudes Longitudinal Survey conducted in 2019, 65% of students reported trying to build relationships with those who hold religious or non-religious beliefs that they disagree with. Additionally, another 63% of students interacted primarily within their own religious or worldview communities and therefore avoided addressing differences altogether. And now I'm going to pass it back to our hosts to learn more about faith and spirituality. Today, your hosts will be rising senior Lexi Farrell and our director of wellness, Karina Guzman. And we will be talking about faith and spirituality. We'll be defining spirituality and learning more with Shannon, our assistant director of the Office of Ministry and Spiritual Life, as well as Hira and Soliana, who are our two interfaith ambassadors. So Shannon, what does spirituality mean? I thought it meant being spiritual, like wanting to know about crystals and tarot, but my friend says she's spiritual, but she's very Christian and likes the Bible. I thought that was what being religious meant. Yeah, thanks, Lexi. That's a really good question. I think a good way to think about spirituality is it's very dependent on the individual, right? So um, spirituality is trying to connect to something that's larger than yourself. I think that's just a broad definition we can use here. So for some people, that can be you know using other forms of spirituality like crystals and tarot like you mentioned and, and things like that for some people being spiritual is taking a walk in the woods and connecting with nature and for some people it can be really diving into their personal faith uh like reading the bible and things like that so the lines between religious and spiritual aren't as defined and different than we might think they are so really um spirituality is when you're consciously um, trying to find meaning outside of your life, which can also be part of your religious tradition, or it can be apart from a religious tradition. It all depends on the individual. Thank you so much. Um, what kind of major misconceptions do you see people have about religion and spirituality? Yeah, so I think similar to what we just talked about with spirituality, it's really varies uh, based person to person. So an example of that is people think, oh, well, you know, you're Muslim, so you must believe like all the same things other Muslims believe. And that's not really true. There's a lot of internal diversity between folks of different religions in the same religious community. So, you know, Catholics who are practicing in Mexico might practice very differently than, say, Irish Catholic New England. And, you know, they're still part of the same religion. And that's wonderful. So I think that's a big misconception of 
the um, there's obviously a lot of difference between traditions, but the difference between an individual tradition as well. So you know people act very differently, and it might not be the exact rules of uh, a certain faith, but that doesn't mean that they're not of that tra uh, religious tradition as well. Yeah. So if you're saying not everyone practice their religion the same, then why do these assumptions exist? How do you ask someone about their religion without offending them? Yeah, that's a great question. Something a lot of folks grapple with all the time. And so, of course, there's, you know, there's experts and religious leaders and, and of their faith, and they're going to say, this is what we all believe all the time. But it's really changes throughout history. It changes based on political, like, uh, experiences of the time. It's ex different based on culture. So, you know, people want to say, like, this is the rules and this is the way. And th that can be very meaningful for people as well. But there's always this kind of push and pull between, you know, let's say the mainstream and these fringe, not even fringe, but other kinds of beliefs. So a long story short, it's complicated, right? And so I think if you talk to most people, they're going to say, well, yeah, we all believe the same things. When, you know, you study a little bit and learn from other people, interreligious dialogues is a, a great example of that. So if you, um, you know, talk to someone of a, of a different faith, then you'll be able to really hear like, oh, wait, you're, that's different than what I know. So sometimes you have to talk to people outside of the tradition of your own tradition to kind of hear about this difference. And, um, and then what I think your other question was about um, how do you talk and how do you ask people about their, their traditions? Yes. Yeah, so I think a, a good way to, to say this is about um, making sure your, your dialogue is, you know, when you ask someone, you don't want to feel like you're putting them on trial, for example. I feel like that's a, that's a good analogy, because if someone keeps coming at you, right, and you're like, well, why do you believe this? What do you do? Like, it's going to be really overwhelming. And even if that person is trying to be uh, compassionate, it can be... Uh, it can be just hard to really listen and, and and answer honestly. So you want to kind of, you know, share examples, right, of, okay, this is what I believe, and this is, you know, might be different than what you think. So really making sure it's uh, a two-way street. So, you know, you're sharing your experiences. And, and another thing is really um, to develop a relationship with that person. So you don't want to just walk up to a random stranger and be like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> you know, I think in Google and all those things, it was a good way to build religious literacy, to build kind of this basis of understanding, right? I think it's a good parallel with um, anti-racism work, right? So you're not going to rely solely on, say, as a white person, as for folks of color to do all of the explaining for you about all these minute details. Like, you know, like let's save them some effort and some time and, you know, you can do a Google search, but if you have a relationship with someone, it's a lot easier to casually bring up, like what we're doing, having a conversation about uh, beliefs as well. Like I said, share your own because then it's kind of, you keep just asking. It's like, okay, like, you know, can feel really overwhelming. Yeah. So what language can you use to show you're curious and not be offensive when asking about what someone believes in? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, 
you know, leads perfectly what I just, you know, we were just talking about. Uh, you want to make sure that we're, you know, asking I questions. I think that's a good way to, instead of, or what you as an individual, rather than, so do, for example, uh, do, do Catholics believe in ghosts? Okay, like, instead of like, hey, so this, uh, what do you think about these like horror haunted house movies? And you're like, oh, well, now you think about that being raised Catholic, you know, this is kind of what I've been brought up to believe. So I think that's a good way to lower the bar because you don't want to feel as a representative of your entire religion. Because even people who study religion, like that puts a lot of pressure, right? On someone to know the right answer, right? Uh, so I think that's a good way kind of, you know, asking more of these like, so what do you do? what do you think and then making sure like I said before to share similar experiences and not be like wow and another quick thing about belief everyone believes like if you think about it for more than two minutes like wild things like all religious traditions if you really thought about it you're like wow like maybe that's not quote-unquote logical and kind of suspending judgment on that and you know you can watch a movie and believe you know think of something like wow it's really cool but I think withholding judgment about like, wow, you believe that there are hundreds of gods, for example, like, you know, like, okay, being humble, right? Of a, you know, rather than questioning, like, why do you believe this? Being more curious of what are the traditions, what are the stories, uh, and why does that matter to you? I think that's uh, an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. So what can I do to spot instances and in combat religious discrimination? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I think uh, microaggressions is something, you know, we think about a lot with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And there are instances of religious microaggressions. We might not think that that's a thing. Um, but, if, you know, making certain kinds of jokes, right, uh, about certain subjects, right, I think that's uh, including that are significant to a religious group. So, and, and knowing, again, that active bystander, like there doesn't have to be a Jewish person in the room for if there's a joke or something that is said, which isn't funny at all about say an instance like the Holocaust, like that should just be like, well, red flag, like it doesn't matter, right? What, um, who's in the room, I need to step up and say something about that. Um, and, and really like other kinds of microaggressions, like, well, why, you know, why are you saying that? Why do you think that's funny? Why do we think that's okay? And I think important to listen to folks of other religious or spiritual groups than your own. So you can kind of be on a red flag of like, oh, that, that thing didn't seem right. Because if you don't, you know, talk to people or, or at least listen or consume media, right? That's a huge thing, consuming media of a voice that's different from yours. You might not think something is bad. Um, and then really, especially if it's targeting a specific person, I, I think a huge part of it, right, to combat it is going up to that person and saying like, hey, how you doing? You doing okay? Like, the classroom is a great example. Like, what if a professor says a comment that is really uh, not, you know, not okay about a certain religious group that's kind of seen as fine? You know, checking in with folks in your class reporting it to say like my office mentioning spiritual life like that's my our job is to step up and be like hey contact the professor I heard that this comment happened in your class like to sit and talk about it that's not okay and because we really you know 
want to help celebrate folks of all of our our community and that's not a you know saying things that aren't okay that's not okay period so as a student kind of you know wanting to listen and learn what are these things that are offensive um so you know how to spot it checking in with the people who will be affected by that and then you know telling someone about it um telling another maybe the, the chair or telling you hear a student say that maybe telling the professor right there there's a ways to speak out against this stuff so speaking of marymount what does our catholic identity in the rshm mean to our daily life yeah that's a that's a great question i think when I think of the RSHM and our Catholic identity, I think a few things. One is that all may have life and have it to the full is their motto. And so what does that look like at Marymount? That all may have life and have it to the full. That's celebrating our diverse community. That's they, the RSHM in their tenets have igniting a spirit of social justice. Whoa, like, you know, some pretty cool stuff. So really, you know, caring for others, you know, being, a unified campus but celebrating our, our diversity. That's that's really what the RSHM, that's a lot of what they say and what they believe. And we're trying to embody those things. By all means, like that doesn't mean that everyone, <laughs> we know this, but not everyone at Marymount has to be Catholic or not that we want that even. You know, we we celebrate everyone who we have here. So our Catholic values are expressing that. And I like to think of the RSHM, it's like a, a a flavor or a lens of Catholicism. So you have Georgetown, you have the Jesuits, you know, and they have their own spin on or interpretation of Catholicism and Marymount, the RSHM are the ones who really um, influence us and the work that they've done, you know, radical social justice things for many years. And that's really what we try to embody here at Marymount and celebrating, you know, that we're a university where faith and for folks who are Catholic is it's a really beautiful part where they can deepen their faith here and, and be a part of that. So, you know, it depends on the individual. If you're a part of Catholic campus ministry, you have a community where you can go to church with and, and, and really deepen that Catholic faith. If you're exploring spirituality, come on by, do a live guided meditation. And, you know, if you're a student, like, you know, we have a Muslim Students Association. So there, there is home for you. And that's what it's all about, that there is home for you here. And, you know, let's, uh, let's find that home for you. Yeah. So what would you recommend for someone not affiliated with any religion who's interested in growing their spirituality? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I love that. I think one fun step is to stop on by, send me an email uh, at, with the Ministry and Spiritual Life, you know, to find someone to help you on this journey in this process uh, and exploring what is, you know, really think um, what has meaning in your life? What has meaning in your life and really sitting with that and how do you want to create a community perhaps around that meaning? Um, what part of your culture is really important and what are your values? And I think a lot of that will help inform what practice you do Spirituality is not just things you believe or things you think, it's also things you do and what rituals you like to do. So that's maybe um, taking time to paint and, and really you know, having that as a devotion, having that as a practice. 
praying that you know sitting meditating these are all different ways that you can explore and cultivate uh, a source of meaning in your life and and really to this idea of a community um connecting with others around this i think that's oh, college is the time to search and you know figure things out so i think you know you want to do some of these things on your own um, and find a practice, but finding someone like me to talk to or your friends, right? Like, hey, like, let's, uh, maybe we're all going to read this book about spirituality together or read this article or do something, do journaling about this and, and things like that. And exploring, like, what do you believe? I think that's a big starting point with spirituality. Um, even if you aren't of a religious tradition, um, you know, what do you believe? Yeah, so when you're raised a certain way and then you come to college and you're exposed to a lot of different beliefs and social norms how do you deal with that um so we're always going to meet new people uh, it can be when we walk outside go to the store or like like college it's there's like places like college where we meet a lot of people from different parts of the country and stuff so there there's always going to be different things we're going to hear about but like uh, we should accept that everyone is different and everyone is raised differently and come from different places. So we should just stand by to what we believe. It doesn't mean we're supposed to ignore what other people have to say. Like we should be open-minded about things like that, but we shouldn't like completely like forget where we come from and what we believe. So how can the Marymount community embrace religious diversity? I think Marymount could really um, embrace religious diversity by keeping an open mind about other people's beliefs and also your own belief, knowing what your own beliefs are and having uh, the ability to have discussions about, you know, the common beliefs that you may have with another person or the difference of beliefs. For example, with me personally coming into Marymount, I'm a Sikh student, so I follow the Sikh faith, but I go to school in a Catholic institute. And those two beliefs can coexist. And for the most part, I've actually enjoyed having discussions with people, learning about more about the Catholic faith and also teaching people about my personal beliefs and why those things matter and learning what matters to people. And the other thing that Marymount could really, Marymount has done and could really continue doing is foster a culture of respect and growth. So having a place where people could really feel comfortable asking questions and being vulnerable for the most part about you know, hey, I don't know these things, or, you know, I would really love to learn these things, or this was how I was raised, but I realized that, you know, the way I was raised was really different than how things really are, and just coming to that place of where you could admit that, you know, I believe different things, and though we may not agree, but I still like you as a person. Thanks so much, Hira. That was an awesome, uh, way to say it. And, you know, just as we start to wrap up here, something I, I think a lot about is this metaphor of a, a journey, right? Faith and spirituality and, and religion. It's always a, a journey, never a destiny, in my belief, and not a destination. So, you know, whether you're exploring your spirituality and, you know, figuring things out, then you're, you know, you're continuing to walk along that and then, you know, at the same time, religion itself is a, is a journey. It, it continues to change and adapt. And so, you know, people change and adapt about how they practice. And the most important thing, though, I think, is respecting each person's individual journey, 
whether that is someone who um, faith and, and religion is really important part and integral part of their life. And, and even though you may not have that, like, but that's a beautiful part for them. So you're like, oh, like great path you're on over there. That's really cool. And maybe I can understand it a bit more. Um, and then vice versa, right? So people who are religious, not saying to another person, well, like, like that's really terrible that you're not doing the same thing I am, right? So I think it's this idea of honoring our, our journeys and really um, embracing the that, that, that they're different and that's okay and that's wonderful. It's the, the different journeys that has a lot of different roots and that's what makes it beautiful. So, yeah. All right, and that concludes our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. We post a new podcast every Wednesday. Next week, we will be talking and learning about how to connect with others during a pandemic. Be sure to email us to submit any stories or comments related to the topic by emailing us at bewell at marymount.edu.